Today on Bridges, you are going to meet a couple who have overcome so many odds. So today on Bridges, we're talking about what the odds don't know. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm so glad that you could join us for Bridges today, where we bring you hope for the journey. And today I have a couple that I cannot wait for you to meet. Uh, They have such a story. So many odds were against them, and yet they have overcome each and every one and are launching out into ministry very soon. I have the Jordans with me today. So good, Pastor Rodney, to have you here today. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. And Pastor Gabby, it's so good to have you as well. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, you know, Pastor Rodney, we started out, both of you look so beautiful today, right? Thank you. And you're going to be launching out in ministry soon. But you you really have a story. Like Christ has brought you brought you both a really long way in your children. Let's start with a little bit about your background. Um, so I actually, I'm a singer. I sing. Yes. So I was a worship leader for many years mm-hmm. um, back in Ohio before I moved to Tennessee. Um, and um, as I began to be released into that, um, God took me from a place of, I was super shy. Like mm. I was, I was actually bullied growing up. Oh. Um, I was actually like, you know, in a shell and didn't think I had anything to give. I didn't think I had a voice. You know, my mom would always tell me, this boy can sing. And I always thought, <laughs> well, she's saying that because she's my mom. mom. You're supposed to say mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel like I had anything to offer. But um, someone saw something in me and pulled it out of me. And I began to, you know, allow God to use me in singing. Um, and so as I begin to sing and all that kind of stuff. And I used to travel all over the world. Um, I linked up with uh, Israel Holton and Newbreed and traveled with him for some years um, on the road and eventually started uh, doing some solo stuff as well. But God moved me from that into eventually when he got me to Tennessee, he started kind of reeling me in. I was like, you know, God, God does that. He's like, you thought you were do- going here for this, but I actually had another Absolutely. plan for you. And so I came to Tennessee, to, you know, uh, for music and all of that. But God says, no, I'm, he started uh, developing this heart for pastoring in mm. me as well. So, yeah. yeah, he, I think sometimes if we knew the whole picture, <laughs> right, we wouldn't be willing. Right. So he starts with something over here. And then as we get into it and fall more in love with him and understand more the value of obedience, he yeah. gets us someplace else. Because he really did gift you as a worship That's leader, good. for mm. sure. I've been in some of the services where you've led worship and uh, the presence of God is very tangible. And that's a gift. Yeah. Only only God can do that. And how about for you, Pastor Gabby? Well, I grew up um, the baby of the clan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Were you spoiled? I wouldn't say so, but my sisters probably okay, would. Okay, there you go. See, so, I've got the whole story now. <laughs> so I grew up in a, a single-parent home. My dad passed away when I was... 11. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I'm healed from that. Um, but it was full of women, mm-hmm. extended family. My grandmother had seven kids. Only one of them was a boy and we were all close knit. Mm-hmm. You hear stories about the Sunday dinners. We had the Sunday dinners oh, at my grandmother's house. Yes. And she was probably the best cook <laughs> that I have ever experienced. Um, but growing up, we had a lot of tough times. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't grow up with a lot. Um, and then the Lord just led me to, to going off to school when I went off to college. And that's, I think, um, I'll go back a little bit when I was 16, 
um, that's when I truly gave my heart to the Lord. And I can remember my pastor at the time standing up. He called all the youth to the front of the church and he held up his Bible and he said, every time I preach, if I don't preach what's in this word, you can correct me. Mm. And that's when I knew the importance of reading the word for myself. That's right. Yeah. And I can't take your word or your word. No, I absolutely. have to know it for myself. That's right. Yeah. And that began my journey mm -hmm. of just really loving God mm -hmm. um, and really learning to follow him. Mm -hmm. And so even with all the hard times and we've had our share, oh, yes, we, <laughs> yes, we have. we've had our share, but even in that, I just always remember mm -hmm. that he's faithful to yes. his word. Yes. And so from there, I just, my journey was going from one school to the next school. And, you know, it led me here to, to Nashville mm -hmm. um, back in 2007. And so I thought I was coming for a job. <laughs> See, won't he do um, Probably here for an internship at Vanderbilt. And um, I ended up staying, got yeah. a job right away and, and stayed. And mm -hmm. um, a few years after, well, some years after, mm -hmm met my husband in church mm -hmm. and we kind of connected there. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember that I knew you both, you know, as single people. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've seen your faithfulness to God like mm -hmm. over the years. And then you two met yes. <laughs> yes. and got married. Yes. So tell me about that. Oh, <laughs> let me tell the story. <laughs> no. So, um, so, you know, of course, I was traveling and singing at the time. And um, <laughs> it's so interesting because... Um, if something missing, I was, and, and I realized, wait a minute, I'm traveling, I'm singular, but I don't have a church. Who's my pastor? Like, mm -hmm. where's my pastor? You know, yeah. I kind of pondered that, you know, that, and, um, I happened to be driving around where she happened to be at church there serving and all that kind of stuff. And I saw the name of the church. I said, you know, I'm going to see what's going on inside of there. You know, <laughs> I went in, she was the first person that I saw in the oh. church. She came. Was it love at first sight? She, no. Let me, let me tell no. you. She, she, no. Let me tell you what she did. I'm gonna tell you. No. She grilled me. She was like, you know, she says, "Wait a minute, you're traveling and all that." She said, "Who's your pastor? You need a pastor." You know. I was like, "Who is this lady trying to tell me what I need to do in my life?" You know. It was it was awesome. So she started telling me because I could see the concern. Like, wait a minute, you don't, you need a pastor. You need somebody shepherding over your soul. And so it. To be honest with you, it rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, she's pretty forward, like trying to tell me that I, who she thinks she is trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. And um, and so anyways, long story short, you know, I actually got plugged into that church and uh, ended up actually being the worship leader at that church. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, man, um, we, we started doing worship nights and all that. Um, we have become friends over like two years. Um, so you forgave her for her. I forgave her. Forgave yeah. I forgave her. You know her. why? Because he ate my food all the time. <laughs> her house, listen, her house was the hangout spot after church. Oh. And this woman, when I tell you she can cook, I, listen, I was the last one to leave her house. Am mm -hmm. I right? Every single time. And I made myself at home. <laughs> I had my legs kicked up on her. On, on the couch. I was just like, I made myself at home. You know, and uh, that's just how I do. You know, when I feel comfortable somewhere, I just kind of, you know. And so she would, you know, cook. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this woman could cook. And so we became friends over two years. Mm -hmm. And um, one night, like, I, let, me, let me go back a little bit. When I was about 17 years old, <clears throat> I pray, I was praying, you know, for my wife even then. Mm -hmm. And I just, 
God had me like write down everything I was believing God for, you know, in my life. And I wrote it on this little piece of paper and um, I wrote it. And then I thought I was done. And God said, "Uh, uh-uh. what are you going to provide for her? <laughs> I said, OK, let me get another piece of paper. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be this for her. I'm going to be that for her. And I start writing those things down. Um, now, fast forward to this scenario. So we're having worship nights and all that. The first worship night we had um, the night before I had this dream like you know, and God, I feel like was showing me in this dream. It was just vivid. It's almost like you were awake, but you're not awake, you mm-hmm. know? And I literally saw Gabby's face in front of me. And I felt like I said, this is your wife. This is your wife. And I had saw her like, that's my girl. That's my friend. Like, what, what do you mean? And I you've been my, eating her food. I've been eating her food and all that. <laughs> and so we get there to that worship night and we're all holding hands, you know, around and she could test this. And, you know, you know, uh, I literally feel the presence of God mm. Only in the hand that I'm holding, she's next to me in this big circle where the choir and everybody's holding hands. I feel the presence of God in this hand, almost like God's kind of like confirming, mm-hmm. like this. I'm telling you, this is your wife. And and so, um, matter of fact, you had gotten healed, like you had had a back, yeah, I was back having back issues, and I was instantly healed. While yeah, we the praying. power of God just went through, and she got instantly healed. And um, it was shortly after that that I actually asked her out on it. It was really funny. I asked her out on it. I was nervous though. I was like, I don't, ordinarily I'm not like, that's my friend. But because that shifted in my mind, yeah. I asked her, I said, um, uh, uh, are you doing any, anything uh, this Sunday? Um, you know, what do you, what do you have going on? You can probably tell it better than I can. Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> so the Lord showed me that I was his wife before he showed him. Yeah. Um, so you knew for like all that time, yeah, so I, I knew I because I was rejecting that. Yeah. We both. Um, like so I had a dream and I was like, nah, you know, love him. There yeah. was nothing wrong with him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, guys I dated in the past were really tall and, <laughs> and as you see, really I'm a little vertically you know? challenged, <laughs> but I'm powerful on the inside. So, yes, you are. <laughs> but we would, we always got along. Mm-hmm. We would go and pray for people. I mean, yeah. it was just, that was our connection. Yeah. And so the Lord gave me three dreams cause I'm just that person. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we all have those moments yes, where it's like, do. Lord, are you really saying? That. Yeah. So after the third dream, that's when the Lord showed him. Yeah. It was over the span of some months, mm-hmm. you know. And so when he finally, he's the type I, of man. Yeah. When God shows him, he does not delay. Yeah. If he showed Good me something, you. why am I? What am I waiting for? Good for him. <laughs> you. Know? So the Lord had to show me first. The Lord knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty smart, though. Yeah. You know? So obviously, you guys got it right because oh, you yeah. got married oh, yeah. and yes. you are married yeah. and you've been serving in ministry and going right. to serve in an even greater way very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned challenges being together and with your children. Yes. You know. Let's yes. talk about that. I'm going to let my, my you wife, let me. yeah, I'm going to let you <laughs> tell this one. Yeah. Yes. So it was a, a great challenge just <clears throat> for us to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. We did not get good reports yeah. um, about having kids. And this is the importance of having a great spiritual family Yes, is that I'm typically this private person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so suffering silently, you know, the negative pregnancy tests continuing getting negative pregnancy tests. And finally, we were in a small group, a marriage small group. And, you know, you get to the prayer request and I spoke it out Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, 
you know, we're believing for a child and they're telling us we can't have kids. And I mean, we tried medication, mm -hmm. we tried all these things. And finally I was like, nope, we're not doing any of that. Yeah. And so this, I still don't know. I can't remember this man's name. I just know he was guy. somewhere from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it's like he just spoke up real quick. And he yeah. said, by this time next year, you will be holding your promise. I have to do the accent. He says, by this time next year, you shall behold the promise. Yes. Oh, and it was powerful. It was I looked powerful. at him and I was like, something's happening. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then a, a couple of days later, a friend of ours was at our house and we were just watching movies. We weren't doing nothing any spiritual. I mean, nothing spiritual or anything about it. And she looked at me and she said, Gabby, I don't care if you have to lay your hands on your womb. It's happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. And after she walked out of our door, we looked at each other yeah. and we said, okay, Lord, yeah. we're ready. Yeah. Two weeks later, mm -hmm. two weeks. Yeah. You were pregnant. I was pregnant. Yeah. But, the, but tell her, like, what we were doing in faith, as soon as oh, we heard yeah. that, we, we bought, we baby, bought clothes. baby clothes. <laughs> we, we, were just, we were just, let me see. Oh, this is going to be the room. And I mean, we were doing And all he already stuff. knew, God had already oh, showed yeah. him Back Caleb. Was, Caleb yeah. is our firstborn. And he said at age 17, the Lord yeah. told him that he, he said, would have a son. time I was praying for her. His name would be Caleb, Caleb. Michael. Yeah, he says, you're going to um, have a son named Caleb. And um, so... His faith was there before mine, <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, because of the neck. You, you get all these right. negative it's reports, hard. and yeah. you're like, and there are people watching right now that are crying, and yeah. you, know, you know, and you guys are just an example of the odds don't know Jesus, right? right? They That's don't know right. Jesus. They don't know the power of prayer, the power of community. We've got to take a break, though. Okay. I want you to stay with us. We'll be back on Bridges in just a moment. We will bring you more hope for the journey as Pastor Rodney and Pastor Gabby continue to share their story. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today and find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit YouTube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, MonicaSchmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. You're just joining us today on Bridges. 
we are talking about what the odds don't know. And what the odds don't know is Jesus. And so my guest today is a couple who have believed God through many seemingly impossible circumstances. And soon we'll be going out to launch in ministry. And Pastor Ronnie, again, so good to have you. And Pastor Gabby. So you've prayed all of these prayers. You've got a community of faith around you. And do you get pregnant? I do. (laughs) So within two weeks of hearing by this time next year, you will, you will have this promise. And so I was pregnant and, uh, this, I think this is very important for people to know is you may see it, but the devil's going to try every single thing he can. And so that was a very hard pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was sick all of the time. Every test they did, he failed like every test. Mm -hmm. And so when I was about 33 weeks pregnant, I went, I was at the, I was at the doctor about three times a week by the, by the time I was in my second trimester. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the doctor and they were scanning him and they said, he has not grown in two weeks. You have to go to the hospital. So I went over to the hospital and My doctor comes in and she's like, you have to have a C-section because if you don't, he will die. His heart will flatline. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. He came out. He was really small. He was in the NICU, but he was only in there for about three weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, for for me, that was a long time. This was my first child, you know, but um, God sustained that boy. You know, they follow you when you're premature and he like just skyrocketed yeah. and uh, just to see him today is, is just well, now amazing he's Caleb thing. Bible Adventures. Yes, Bible he's Adventures on the air. He's Caleb. got his own yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. I mean, running all around, you would never know, right? right. That never he was know. born so early. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you shared that, Pastor Gabby, that many times we can see an answered prayer doesn't mean it comes without trials That's and right. problems. Yeah. And before we talk about your launch to ministry, let's talk mm-hmm. about baby Isaiah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this, this was a little more challenging um, you know, Caleb was a little bit early. Um, Isaiah missed the whole third trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, again, you, I'm going to let you, <laughs> you tell this way better than I could. Okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. so we got pregnant with Isaiah. Um, I was a little apprehensive at first, but, mm-hmm. but daddy was like, Caleb needs a playmate. <laughs> <laughs> got to have a brother. So know? he got a playmate, you know, I, I got pregnant again. Um, we weren't really trying at that point, right. but I got pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Everything was going smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, my doctor even like wow. initially we had a plan like, yeah. you know, I'm going to let you get to 37 weeks and then, you know, you're going to go ahead and have this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but things were going so smooth. She said, I just may let you go full time. Wow. Things are going great. Um, then Isaiah, he had a little spot on his heart. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, this is typically normal, but because he's small too, let's send you to the high-risk clinic. But this time, they're going to send you right back. Mm. Call the high-risk clinic, make an appointment. They're like, yeah, this is normal. Typically, you know, you come in here, it's nothing, and we send you right back to your doctor. Okay. So it was a it was Good Friday, 2019. Oh, yeah. I will never, never forget, forget that day. Yeah. It was a gloomy day. We were supposed to be having something going on at church. Mm-hmm. It was kind of being canceled because of rain. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there, what are me and Caleb going to do today? You know, mm-hmm. and 
got up. It was a really early appointment. And I told him, why don't you stay home with Caleb? I'm just going to get an ultrasound. I'll be right, right back. Yeah. I'll be back before you got to be to work. <laughs> um, but that was not the case. Yeah. Um, got there and, you know, everything was done kind of in backwards order because pretty much the clinic was just opening when I got there. They were actually still closed when I got there, so I had to wait for them to open the door. So she did the whole body scan. You know, they have you turning and doing all the things, and then they took my blood pressure. Everything looked good until this doctor comes in, and she sits down, and she's like, do you know why you're here? Yes. My baby's small, and there's a little spot on his heart. And so she said, did the technician say anything to you? No, technician said nothing. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, his heart is beautiful. And I said, okay, so she's showing me on the computer. And then all of a sudden she takes a phone call. And that's the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. No doctor gets up mm -hmm. <laughs> from talking to a yeah. patient mm -hmm. to leave the room. Mm -hmm. So she comes back in and she says, take a deep breath. That's the worst yeah, thing a doctor yeah. can do. Yep. And I'm like, what? And she says, you have to have this baby today. Oh. I was 26 weeks pregnant. 26, yeah, 26 weeks. weeks. And I looked at her, and I don't remember another word she said. No, I can understand that. And I called him, yeah. and I don't even think I got words out. I just started blubbering, crying. I knew crying. When, when I heard her voice, I Aww. knew something was wrong. Um, yeah. Blubber crying. And the doctor took the phone, and this doctor Aww. was so nice. She mm -hmm. was rubbing my back and kind of <clears> explaining <throat> to him what was going on. Um, then I actually called my sister. Mm -hmm. And she happened to be driving, she was living in Chicago at yeah. the time. She happened to be driving through Nashville, Nashville. right at that time. Mm -hmm. So I said, can you meet us at the yeah. hospital? Yeah. yeah. And so she came, they put me on an ambulance to send me to Vanderbilt. Mm. Um, and I called one of the nicest women ever to come and get my car. Mm -hmm. She ended up being my kid's Nana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and so anyway, fast forward. 26 weeks pregnant, sent to Vanderbilt. They're coming in. I have never heard the word demise yeah. more times mm -hmm. in a span of five minutes mm -hmm. than that day. And so um, I didn't know I was in a lot of danger, but apparently both of us could have yeah. died. When she, they, she said, if we don't deliver this baby, both your wife and, and your child is going to die. And I, said, I can't imagine mm -hmm. that. I, said, I can't imagine that. Baby. This and we don't have that much time left, and I want to talk yeah. about your launch to ministry, mm -hmm. but I do want to talk about baby Isaiah mm -hmm. and the yeah. prayers that you had everybody pray yeah. and write down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, so at day 10, they said he, he's going to die, mm -hmm. just definitely. So I sent a, a mass text or had mm -hmm. him send a text. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was you, Pastor yeah, Rodney. Yeah. And had you and yep. many others yep. praying. Mm -hmm. And I had you, I, I created an email specifically mm -hmm. for that. And I would go to that because I was so weak. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of anything to pray. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I read those prayers over him. Mm -hmm. And we watched that boy flatline twice over <sighs> the span of four and a half months. Mm -hmm. But he is alive. He's oh, well. He's thriving. thriving. And he's a genius. He's a super genius. smart. He's a genius um, kid. Yes. He started he's reading at the age genius. of two. Yes. Yep. Um, and so. Add and subtract and multiply. Yeah. I just <laughs> remember, Pastor Rodney, when I would get your messages. Mm -hmm. You know, and at one point you asked that we would write the prayers out so yes. you could read them over. Yeah. And I just had baby Isaiah's picture mm -hmm. on my computer monitor for months yeah. and months. 
And for me to know now that like he's alive and well yes. and a genius baby, yes. and you guys have prayed through all of these obstacles yeah. and God now is moving you from a worship pastor to a pastor yes. and you're going to plant a church. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're planting in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Well, I wish it was around here, but if God, <laughs> says, if God says Chattanooga, I'll take it. We've got a CTN station in Chattanooga. Yes. But you were talking to me, Pastor mm-hmm. Ronnie, about the church and how it will be for everybody, of course. Yes. But that even those who fall through the cracks, yes. those who are invisible, mm-hmm. are going to be welcome at your place. Yeah. So um, is the church is Revival Point Church. Um, and it's not revival in the, in the sense of, you know, you have, I have a, I'm having a three-day revival. Right. <laughs> and all that kind of, you know, but, but revival is mm-hmm. a person yes. in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Revival Point Church is a place where um, people will, will learn how to live a life of revival. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a place where, um, you know, Gabby and I talk about this all the time. We're called to people that were, are like marginalized and yeah. overlooked. And we're mm-hmm. called to those that, you know, most people, you know, like, cause I, I was that way. I, I have such a compassion, you know, we both had, uh, you know, that touched mm-hmm. our life. Um, again, like I said, I was bullied as a kid. I overlooked all that. I have a, a compassion for people that are just different. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, the Bible uses the term, the least of these, Yes. but in our world today, we talk about marginalized and, yeah. you know, underserved, yeah. those kinds of things. And God loves every single one of those people as much as he loves us. And I think sometimes we miss that, Mm -hmm. right? Because if they look different or if they act different, we want to get them in a church and like make them yeah. Like look like church people, right, whatever right, that is. Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like want to assimilate, you know, yeah. we are Christians, you know. No, we're all unique. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. And I'm so excited for this church plant. So you guys have been doing Bible studies and virtual Bible st- studies? Yes. yes. So we've been going to UTC's campus mm-hmm. um, for over a year now. Yeah. Um, he goes way more than I do. Well, you've um, got two kids. Because of the two little ones. <laughs> I'm also a mental health therapist. So that, you know, we've got a lot going on, but we're going to UTC campus. Um, We've connected with some wonderful pastors there. Um, And it's just, it's just time to like pick up our family Mm -hmm. and go that way um, because God is breathing on Chattanooga Mm -hmm. and he loves the people there. And it's like every time we go in prayer, we can literally hear the cries mm-hmm. of people yeah. who are waiting for us mm-hmm. to obey, to do what he yeah. told us to do. Yeah, That's and right. it's a lot because you're pulling up stakes. You're leaving everything that you know. That's right. It's a but big God, faith move. God has spoken. Yeah. We've just got a couple of seconds left. Mm-hmm. Tell me the name of the church. And- Revival Point Church. Yeah. And the website is revivalpointchurch.com. Yeah. And all the information you would need yeah. is, is right there. And we'll, of course, bring that up on the screen. And I will certainly be praying for you guys because you have been so faithful in serving God. And and I just thank you so much for coming and for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it so much. I want you to stay with me for just a moment on Bridges. I'll come back with closing comments in just a moment. Finding hope in today's life is not always easy. Bridges with Monica Schmelker is making it simple. You can now listen to podcast episodes on popular platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Life Audio, and more by searching for Monica Schmelter to find God's hope for your journey. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. 
when that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Today we talked about what the odds don't know. And what the odds don't know is Jesus and his power to meet us at our place of need if we will pray, if we will read his word, and if we obey. And just as the Jordan shared today, a life of faith is not one without trials. It's not one without hardships, but we don't walk through those things alone. We can pray about those things ourselves. We can invite people that are part of the community of faith to pray with us, to stand with us. And you know, sometimes trials are pretty severe and sometimes they go on for a long time. But he promises that he will never leave and he will never forsake us. So whatever you're dealing with today, remember that even if the odds are stacked against you, what the odds don't know is Jesus. Serve him, love him, and he will see you through. I'm out of time. I'll see you next time on Bridges where we'll bring you more hope for the journey. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.